what's up it's your girl og muffy johnson so make sure you tune into verse tv comment like and subscribe and share all of that peace y'all What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's up, guys? If you're tuning in live night right now at this moment, please come on in the room. Uh, you know it's time for all the tea with Verse TV right here, especially one-on-one interview. And in the building today, we have someone very special. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we got Miss OG Muff Johnson in the building. Woo! Yeah. What's up, girl? Hi. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I cannot wait to spill all this tea. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's why you're here and you got the one and only doing it with you so i'm super excited so for our audience who may not yet know where you're from talk about where you're from and, and actually not only where you're from tell me if that's influenced your work because that's usually a big thing okay um i'm from cleveland ohio um i literally live and breathe 216 like you better talk about it it's my home. It's, it's, it's special to me. Like, you know, I, you can come here and I can tell you all the best things about Cleveland and, you know, and just take you to where we go, where, where I go to get like a sense of calmness and a sense of mm -hmm. like, you know, to be who I am. So um, definitely I love, love, love living here. Um, the artists here, the music scene here, mm -hmm. um, it hasn't popped off like Atlanta or New York or, or Miami or nothing like that. But it's a lot of talented artists here. And I think that's my favorite part about um, being in Cleveland is that how talented everyone is. And like, you know, um, you have a, you have a few people that have like the crab in a barrel mentality, but then mm -hmm. for the most part, you do have people that like want to interact and work with you and network and it's all and that are all about making, you know, things better for the music scene here in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Nice. And yeah. so being from Cleveland representing, first and foremost, I wish you would have known when I was a flight attendant because that was one of my bases and I was always there and I didn't do nothing. Oh I my God, yeah. We could have been, child. we could have been. I don't know. Funny. Oh, I know now. Oh, I know <laughs> who to call now when I come down to Cleveland. You better be one of the first ones to know outside of Aaron, because you know Aaron's going to yes. be there. So you definitely be make sure you be one of the first people I call, hear me? So mm -hmm. has this influenced your work, being from Cleveland, representing and keeping real? Has this I think that not only did it influence me, it shaped me to push myself harder. Like, um, I would know all these people and just know of them. And I would be like, damn, like, I wish they knew me. <laughs> so it took me a while. It didn't take me a while, like a very long time. It took me like mm -hmm. a year or so to actually, like, you know, just put myself out there. You know, one of the things that um, I tell people, you know, when they're trying to get out there is like, put yourself in a room with people that you need to be in a room with. So, and that means going to events that you probably wouldn't never want to go to. Like, you know, right. so... And that was what I was doing. So I think being an artist in Cleveland and just living here and seeing everyone, you know, uh, everyone actually do their, like, grow within their, whatever their craft is and whatever their art is, that mm -hmm. pushed me to the artist that I am to actually want to go ahead and be better than them. <laughs> Look, I see you doing it. I'm going to do it better than you. Let's go. I see you. Oh, come on, nothing wrong with that. No, no, no competition. <laughs> So who are some of the most significant artists, influences that you've had in your 
that you have that have influenced your career? A, a lot of artists that I'm influenced by, um, music moves me. A lot of the times, if you um, if you are a music head and you listen to a lot of my poems, you can probably hear which music or what song I was listening to when I was writing this specific <laughs> poem. Like you can gotcha. hear it. Like, um, like in one of the poems on my album called XXX, you would think that it was a nasty poem, but no, it's about your broken heart. And um, I was listening to The Remedy of a Broken Heart by XXX Tentacion when um, I wrote that poem. So that's why it was called XXX. So um, mm-hmm. I am empowered a lot by Wale. I love me some Wale. Like, Come I on, love- shout out to Wale. Okay. I really, really, I adore Jay-Z. Like, there's probably not a Jay-Z song that I don't know, and I can't rap all the words. Don't <laughs> oh, put you to the test. All right. So no. hard I order stuff with trees. He was talking to this breezy. Just in, okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> um, so, Wale, Jay-Z, um, I'm also inspired a lot by her. Um, and let me just say this. The beginning her before she was her. Okay. Mm. Don't get me wrong. The shorty is talented, but what she's been putting out, I can't get jiggy with. But everything before that, yes, her. That's my girl. Um, Janae Eichel, definitely. And then also Baby Rose. I don't know if you know who that is. Like, she's like a really cute light skinned chick that has like a very very like soulful like once in a lifetime Nina Simone voices. Mm, baby yeah. Rose I never heard yes. of that. Uh. Yeah. Yes, I well, she actually um I wouldn't say I know her but we're actually pre- I, we have a great rapport. She actually cleared a sample to use her song Mortals on my album. So my song my poem Mortal is sampling Mortals from her. Wow, what's up? Oh, cause you be VIP, you get uh, you get clearances and shit. I'm not VIP. Get it? So, I'm right now. So you're a very deep artist. Oh, a little bit. Just a little, that's a little. That's okay. When I come to Cleveland, I'm calling you. Just know that I'm talking that to your face right now. So you're a very deep artist. So we must ask the evolution of freedom. Give us the tea behind this title. Um, okay, so it's weird because I've always known that I wanted something to be called the evolution of freedom. Um, whenever I write poetry, I, I, you know, how, you know, when you write a letter, you'd be like, sign this person. And so mm-hmm. whenever I write poetry, I always end my poems as signed freedom. Um, only because I feel as if like, once I'm done with that poem, I feel as if whatever that situation that I was writing about, I should be free of because I've gotten it out with my pen and paper. Absolutely. So Absolutely. signed freedom has always been my thing. And so after, um, I recorded the black and red notebook, which is my first, um, album, um, that was that was like a seven track album, like you know, and I, it, it's all, always your first EP is like your first album is always like a short one, mm-hmm. <laughs> just a little bit, so just enough like, to you know what I'm saying, right? Comment, yeah. You know, right. <laughs> so I, I knew that I knew where I I knew I, I knew what I wanted to do with this second album. I wanted to not leave no stone unturned, and I wanted to show my growth as to how I started in the poetry world, as to where I'm at in the moves that I'm making at this point. And I wanted to tap into all of like my creativity behind it. So like you know, I was just like, this is me evolving. So I've like for two years, I've had the evolution of freedom like as as an album title. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> mm. Everything's about time, and so it came out to the time. Right now is the time for it. Boom! You mm-hmm. made it happen. Yep. All right, now well, it's out. So if you're tuning into the interview and heard it, yeah, go check it out right now. Just saying. <laughs> also, everywhere. everywhere it's everywhere. You heard it here first, right? So <laughs> the 
also give us a tea behind your face print and the poles and the fire right here. Is it African? Is it Indian? Um, honestly, it is African. Um, the thing about me is that I like to test the boundaries of what I can do and what I can get away with and what makes me feel comfortable and what makes me just be like unapologetically me. Like mm -hmm. someone once told me, they was just like, you know what? My favorite thing about you is that you just are you. and You don't give no fucks about who don't like it. You're just you, you know? And I think that as a black woman, I think that everybody should have that feeling. So um, the definitely the, um, the face paint and everything like that, the makeup behind it was definitely behind um, African descent. I saw a bunch of pictures and I tried to do it myself at first and actually didn't do a bad job, right? <laughs> but so for the album, I was just like, let me have someone professional do it. So, you know, I was just like, that was definitely like, I just knew I just wanted to be me. Like, I wanted you to look at me. I wanted you to be like, oh, I'm going to look at this picture. Like, oh, what she got going on here? So, mm -hmm. And my hair is just... um. My red hair, it's just me. Like, I've always had red hair. Like, um, as soon as I got locks, and no I colored them. Literally, I colored them blonde when they got long. Um, a, little, a little fun story. Um, you know, Donna from Black Ink? Uh-huh. She's a very great friend of mine. She, she's from Cleveland. I bet she, she is. Um, and I've seen yeah, an episode when she went back home. Yes. She started my, um, she did um, yarn braids in my hair. And um, that's what the was that. And then, like, I remember, like, four months later, I was just like, man, I don't feel like taking down my hair. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with my hair next. And I remember texting her. I was like, Donna, if I started, like, retwisting my new growth, do you think it'll, like, lock up in the yard? She was like, yeah, mom, do that. Ain't nobody ever did that before. Do that. <laughs> so that's what I started doing. And once they got long enough, I just cut off the yarn. So I think I cut it off when it was, like, right here cut off the yarn and then just let it grow. And then ever since then, I was just like, I have red hair. I feel like red hair is me, is empowering. Um, it's, I feel like it's really like in your face. And I feel like, you know, you can't, you can't not not see the girl with the red locks. <laughs> Come on, listen, you see, look, I, I, I started with lock extensions and I was like, you, the lock extensions are one color. So after mm -hmm. four years of having that and cut my hair, because it's getting longer, I cut the extensions out. Now it's all, you know what I'm saying? So I totally understand. You can do so much stuff with your own hair, especially when you got locks. Nice yeah. stuff to it. Oh, I see. All right, cool. So, also, give us the tea for the choice of your stage name, O.G. Muff Johnson. Give <laughs> about that. Okay, so this story is... So, Muff has always been my name. Muff has always been, like, a nickname for as long as I can remember. I think, like, a girlfriend of my a girlfriend of my cousin, like um, my cousin and I were very close, and it were like you know people felt like they had to get close to me in order to like get close to her to win her heart because of how close we were, and um, so one of her girlfriends kept calling me Muff and Muff and Muff, and um, one night I got into it like an argument. This is mind you, this is years ago. I don't do that no more. I'm too old. But <laughs> oh, years ago, I got into like a huge argument. Well, let me not. Say, I got into a fight and um, oh, physical. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of like you know I kind of have like this I don't have a I don't have a quick temper I just have a very bad temper so when that happened it was funny because like the girl she was there she was like girl like you turned into muff and I, it just kind of stuck so it was I was always muff muffy muff muff and then so I want to say in um 2013 or 14 I, it was my birthday 
and I was having a party and I was on the phone talking to my best friend and I was telling him like, yeah, I got all my little plays coming to this party. Like everybody come be there. And at the time, OG Bobby Johnson had just came out the song. So I'm talking shit to him and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, all oh, my little plays gonna be there. You got to call me OG Muffy Johnson. He was just like, man, no, you can't have a nickname that sweet. And I was like, eh, it sucks. So yeah. <laughs> So now you're OG Muffy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Ha! Got to the bottom of it. Oh, I was, I was being a player. That was definitely some good tea. Okay, cool. So please give us a tea behind your album release party and the other dope performances because we've seen some things uh, on your lines. Uh-huh. My album release party was everything I could have imagined it to be. Um, it was amazing um, to receive all that love and for everyone to be there to celebrate me. Um, my favorite thing about the performers is that they were all handpicked by me they were my favorite artists here and they performed my favorite songs by them so um esther fitz performed and she's amazing she's, she's an amazing songwriter and singer here she is amazing if you don't follow her you should because her instagram is very entertaining <laughs> <laughs> and she like she like instructs zomba what is that zomba zumba dance zumba? Mm-hmm. yes yes and so she be posting it with all the old people trying to do the moves it's hilarious it's very mm-hmm. entertaining very um so she performed and that was amazing um denise julian um that was a very special performance um denise and i were went to high school together and we were actually in a singing group together her myself and um our other friend shantae and um we were in a we were in a a group in high school and we kind of fell off years ago years and years and years ago like we we got into a huge big big argument and some things were said that should have been said but Mm -hmm. um I hadn't made up with her and you know um I hit her up you know and just asked her like you know would she want to do it and she was just like yeah and I was just like what really she's the Beyonce of us too so I didn't really think she was gonna say yes it was very like very very heartfelt that she performed um I appreciate her performance so much and then um Thursday's Angel was another poet. She's dope, dope as hell. Um, I met her at a show. We just clicked and then we just never stopped being cool. So she's a nice. dope, dope poet. And then my best friend performed and that was probably the most special thing to me because I wouldn't be doing poetry if it wasn't for him. Um, he had years ago, like I want to say this was like um, 2000 and. Oh, let's see. I want to say 2010, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a feature coming up. And um, I remember we were at the bar and he was just like, yo, like, homie, I got this poem that I want to write and I want you to be on. I'm like, okay, cool. He was just like, but I want you to sing like the um, chorus of Lil Jana uh, Ubi's One Night Stand. I was like, say less, I can do that. Like, you know, so two weeks before his show, he um, actually came to me and was just like, yo, you should write a verse. I'm not like a singer verse because at this time I was just writing poetry and nobody ever, I'd never read it out loud. I've never mm. read it out loud in front of nobody. Like, you know, so I was just like, it was just in the book. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, I was like, like a singing verse. And he was just like, no, nah, like a spitting verse. I was like, Negro who? <laughs> I'm like, you are the most amazing poet that I've ever freaking met. And you want me to be on a poem with you like in spit too? He and I will never forget this, and I carry this with me every day of my life. He was like, I appreciate 
that you think that I'm just this dope person and I'm just this dope poet, but imagine how dope you have to be in order for me to want you to be on a poem with me. Ooh, right? Right? That was dope. That was deep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that definitely turned it around on you to make you think like, if that didn't make you think he was dope, then I don't know what. <laughs> Yeah, but the party was mad lit. Um, my favorite part about the whole party was that my friend Jasmine su surprised me. Um, she was in Texas this past week, and she was not going to make it back in time. And we, I, we had been, she had been told me this weeks ago when I planned it and everything like that. So um, she was so, she had me good. Like, she was texting me throughout the day, like, you know, like, who's live? Can somebody go live so I can see it? And I'm just like, oh, I wish you were going to be there. She's like, I do too. Like, Jasmine and I are very, very close. I met Jasmine when I was 15. She was actually the first girl I ever liked. That's why. Oh, so she was like, so I like set up this whole, like my, like my friend Ash, I'm like, oh, you got to go live. So jazz can like, you know, look at your live while I'm performing and while I'm doing my speech and everything like that. Because like in my speech, I was telling my friends, like, you know, this album is for you guys. Because if it wasn't for you guys to get me through my dark times, I wouldn't have been able to produce this album to get this album out here. So, um, child setting up all these lives, trying to get her to, so she would all miss it. And I am on stage introducing Denise. And I look out in the crowd and she's there and I had to run off stage crying, hugging her. And I was like, oh my God, you did not, why would you do this? <laughs> and I hate surprises. So if every, all of my friends know that I hate surprises. So I was- That's I was some shit I would have done. So I definitely did that. I definitely would have done that. I've done that before. <laughs> I'm definitely that guy. I will surprise the shit out your ass. Yeah. Um, so ha ha. <laughs> and uh, shout out to your friend for that. Um, I know I know that felt really good, especially if you stopped everything you were doing in your tracks mm -hmm. to go say, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that felt good, but you deserve it. You're not, you're yeah. super dope in what you do. Um, you're very talented, and you know you're out here producing and putting other people out here too and creating shows and stuff too. Come on, girl, you know, just saying you deserve it. So I'm glad you got that day. Thank so you. Tell me this. Of course, of course, you're welcome. It's all love. What's the main thing that you want our first TV audience to learn about the poet OG Muffy Johnson on today? Um, the main thing that I want people to know about me is that don't count me out just don't like you know I, I there was a point I almost didn't make it here like I tried to commit suicide August 22nd of, of last year and mm. my best friend actually had to save me like had the cops kept knocked down the door everything like my best friend had to save me and almost didn't make it here so like you know just don't count me out and whenever you feel like you're at your lowest like you know like you know just definitely like listen to me like you know I have something on my album for everybody on both albums for everyone like and even if like you know you just want to follow me like I can have I'm a hoop to know <laughs> <laughs> just do that alone right awesome so tell me what's next for you what's next for OG um, OG Musk? So um, the crazy thing is that when we recorded, um, the person that produced this album was this beat by Ya. Um, he's a great producer, works with, worked with a lot of people. Um, and um, so we recorded so many poems that we decided to um, release a compilation set. So mm. this, is, this one is out as the Evolution of Freedom Volume 1. So Volume 2 is gonna come soon as well. And then also I wanna go ahead and I'm getting getting into like, you know, probably just utilizing my um my platform more to speak out about mental health awareness and like, mm -hmm. you know, you know, letting people know like, hey, you're not alone out here dealing with this stuff. Like, you know, I, I take 
I take, I call it my crazy pill, but I take uh, mood stabilizers every day and I take antidepressants every day. So like, you know, you know, it's just, I, I want to make, bring awareness to what is not talked about amongst the black people, which is mental health. Mm -hmm. Please, please, <laughs> please, 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 please. You know, it's very important. Um, <clears throat> that affects us very much so because we're mostly the ones that don't want to seek help. So um, mm -hmm. I'm doing, I was doing a certification program for um, <clears throat> for substance abuse and, 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 and um, substance abuse and physical abuse because I think it's important, especially as black people, like you said, that we be able to understand the root of the problems where it's driven from, where it came from, to be able to know where we're going. So, right. yes, ma'am. So we got like two more questions and we're, we're going to move to our, our second part of our interview, which, you know, we, we give to everybody, but you know, it's, it's some little deeper sea questions. So okay. the question is this, what's the most important thing to remember when creating good poetry and why is that important? Um, to always think outside the box. I think that's probably the best advice that was given to me um, by Barry the the bass player of Phony People. I don't know if y'all know who Phony People is. <laughs> Phony People um, came to Cleveland and um, the bass player was just walking around a club like he was just a normal person and everybody was just like, not even like, like, oh, it's nobody. I was like, shit. <laughs> so I went up to the bar and I actually ended up buying him a drink and we ended up, um, I ended up telling him that I did a, um, what is that called? A poetry slam where I had to perform poetry to music. Mm -hmm. And um, I told him that I took the um, red bone and I slowed the BPM, BPM down to like 42 beats per minute. And he was just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, right? I was like, that's nuts, right? So mm -hmm. I feel as if like the best advice to always give someone is to like, always think outside the box, always be creating. That's what Adina Howard always tells me, always be creating. You better talk about that. You know, stole my question. The next question was going to be what the best advice you received, but you don't put them together. <laughs> oh, you doing my job. I love that. Come on now. You trying to kick me out there? Yourself? No, but thank you for that. I think that was a great way um, of how you tied it together. Um, <clears throat> so shout out to you. you. You did that. But now, <laughs> boom, 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 we come to the second part of our interview. And so the second part of it is this. We have five general questions that we ask all of our, mm -hmm. uh, all the tea. Uh, recipients. And so the first question is this, if you had all the money flash power necessary, what would you do or change that you feel would be most beneficial for the LGBTQ community? Um, honestly, is to bring back places like, uh, we had a place like um, called the center here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was just like, you know, a little, it's kind of, it kind of was like the planet off the L word. Kinda. <laughs> oh, you know, like I think places where we feel most comfortable and where we can be us with un unapologetically and like, you know, we're safe and stuff like that. Um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I want to go ahead and make sure that, you know, the LGBTQ community has a safety. Like, you know, so I would probably put a lot of my my creative ways and my money towards that. Gotcha. You know, like it's yeah, it was it was the story. It was just like a nine year old boy committed suicide because he was gay and he was being teased about it. Like, you know, like that's sad to know that a kid, you know, was feeling like this. Like, you know, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. so like, you know, they think that like, you know, um putting forth like LGBTQ um education in, in, in the in the syllabus is gonna like make a change or you know you know, putting in more on TV is going to make a change, but that's, that's not what's going to make the change. What's going to make the change is that we need to always feel safe. Like there should be no reason why just because we like who we like that we shouldn't, we don't feel safe. Like that's bogus right. as, as ever. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's honestly, to be honest with you, if we, if we did a poll, Aaron can correct me if I'm wrong, 
that what, the general consensus that we've gotten when it comes to this question has been to create a safe place or a safe haven for those who are LGBTQ and they can be themselves and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. That's been like the more general one consensus in so many different ways to do it can happen, but that's been a general consensus. So yeah, thank you for that. I just, if I, I just had it that. my way, if I had it my way, every 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 place will be like San Diego, California. Like San Diego is so goddamn gay, and I love it. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. All the gay couples walking their dogs, all the gay men, like literally, like I love it. And everybody's just so free, and there's nothing wrong, and no one's hating. You don't, you know, you know, it's everything is just free. Like that's my that's my to be free. Like I would love that. <laughs> I've never been to um, San Diego. I've been to LA before, but I've never it's been to San Diego. Life. So maybe somebody to look into. I just never, I'm curious now that you said that, honestly. Um, question number two is this. It starts off with a quote and then it's the question. The quote is this. Ask me not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair, but ask me, what am I living for? In detail, ask me, what do I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing I want to live for? And that's a, that's a quote by Thomas Morton. Um, Thomas Morton, excuse me. Um, the question is this though. What is your goal in life and what's the one thing slowing you down from achieving that goal? Um, my goal in life is to always break through the standards that are created for Black women and go above and beyond. Like, my, my thing is, like, I always want to go ahead and I'm extra. Like, everybody knows me. I'm just, like, I'm extra all the time. Like, extra with anything I do. Like, everything just has to be over the top extra. And I think that my, my goal would always, always, always be to maintain that, to maintain the um, the generosity I, I have, the, the organicness that I have. Like, you know, like I remember years and years and years ago, Medina Howard once told me, she was just like, you have like this organic spirit that is going to attract everyone to you. You just have to figure out how to weave those people out that don't deserve to share that space with you. And I never knew what she meant until a couple of years ago and I was just like wow like you know like I, and I tell people this all the time like you meet me my personality dra like drags you in and it's gonna go ahead and make you want to be around for everything that I have in store like I'm I'm literally like I just always want to be me like I, I can't express that enough how I pride myself on being in my own book writing my own chapter, driving in my own lane, marching mm -hmm. to my own drum, like Come everything on. on must accord. Like no one else's time. I'm, I'm even like that with sex. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I'm mm -hmm. like okay, in the bedroom. <laughs> you in charge, what you saying? I'm in charge, I take charge in charge. It has to be my, it has to be on my time. It has to be what Muff wants. So um, mm. something that's holding me back, um, I can't believe I'm saying this and I, I can't wait to, I cannot say this, but I think something that holds me back is my mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. um, I have been diagnosed with being bipolar and major depression and anxiety as well as PTSD. So a little fucked up up there. <laughs> no, you but still no, say that. it's got a different story. <laughs> yeah. I, right. think, I think that's holding me back right now because I'm just learning how to live with it. So I feel as if like, and I posted something the other day on Instagram. I was just like, once I get my mental health together, you bitches better watch out. Better oh, watch right now. Out. Talk Listen. about it. Y'all better watch me now. Listen. Oh, I love it. It's the power of knowing. Though. I think the, ultimately the power is knowing, right? 
And so the power that you know that, that's the thing. And then you can say that, like, it's not a, it's not a hindrance. It's not stopping me. It's not something I'm going to let win. I got this. And when it, when I come out the other side, you better be ready. So right. um, yes, they better be ready. Uh, number three is our deepest tea. So share something with us you've never shared on social media before, but something, of course, you want to share with us. But give us something. Uh, something I've never shared on social media before is that... And I guess I can say this now. Can she ever? Mm-hmm. She gonna be so mad. Oh my god! <laughs> I am sort of kind of in love with my ex still. Yeah. Oh really? That's real yeah. deep. I know, right? We're trying to be friends right now, but um, she was a safe haven when I felt like I didn't have anything, and um. Mm. Mm, now that we are not together anymore and we are doing this whole friend thing like I still mm. feel like I, I, I love her and I would love to be with her and I've never said that out loud to anyone before in my life <laughs> oh my God. everybody so thinks so I'm over Erica and I was just like oh, no bitch I still love you <laughs> oh. <laughs> well You've admitted it. So the power is knowing. And you know it because you said it out loud to, to us here. So I'm hoping that you can face that, you know, and have a conversation. I think the ultimate thing is because women, I was going to say that, I don't understand how you can be in love with someone or we with someone and not say anything and be like, it's A-OK and you're living your life, Peachy King. I don't understand it. At all. So I think it's best at some point when you're ready. Cause it's, you know, you, what's just crazy is because, like, I don't feel as if, like, there's ever going to be a time where I could tell her this at all. And I don't think I would want to tell her this. Like, I feel as if, like, and if you if you listen to the album, one of the poems common, like, in there I say that I've warned her. Like, you know, like, I can, I can do that. Like, I'm a lot to handle. Not even a lot to handle. I'm a lot to take in. You know, and for someone that is as laid back and nonchalant as her and for me to be like, hey, I'm up in your face. Like, you know, I feel like I kind of like I'm I'm kind of a little bit too much for her. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I love her too much to have to put her through the scrutiny of being OG Muffy Johnson's girlfriend, you know, because she doesn't like she doesn't like the, you know, the showbiz and she doesn't like the limelight. Like, you know, she don't be like, "Mm -mm." like she be at my shows tucked off in the corner in the dark, not saying nothing. (laughs) And I know as an artist that you want that. You want someone who will be there and will be engaging and will be because you know I'm an artist and so I get that. Like you want someone that's going to be there selling t-shirts. Like stop, here's my baby t-shirt. Like here, here's the next show information. So I get what you're saying. Um, but I think again, like I said, power is knowing. Now that you know that, again, you can feel how you want to feel. You can't tell your heart to feel it. It feels what it feels right. Um, but like you said, if you know that it can be damaging and you know that it could be X, Y, and Z, then don't put yourself through that again. You know what I'm saying? That's what causes right. the mental problem. It takes us back to a certain place when we put ourselves in situations that we've already overcome. So, you know, you already overcome it. Now we're friends. You know, like, nothing wrong with how you feel, but you know power is knowing. So you know yeah. what kill it. So keep it there. Um, question number four, and then number five. We got to get out of here. No, sorry. <laughs> take it somewhere else. Number four. <laughs> what, are the, uh, what is your biggest stumbling block that you had on your path up, and how did you overcome it? Um, it was 
she again she's probably gonna hate not the same person but this person is probably my biggest uh my biggest yeah, the when I stumbled was when um I officially walked away from lavishly lucky one from the lucky laugh when I walked away from her as yeah I know you're talking about that's the one about show yes. friends cousins yes. to the ship right yes 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 first off she dumped me let's just start there <laughs> she dumped me but I remember um you know to be to know someone for eight years and to have that rapport with them and like to know that this is like she was my person when it comes to being a creative you know like gotcha. in one of my poems on my album I, I i say that like you know like my ability like me loving her made her made her have the ability to be who she wanted to be you know that and happens the in a relationship yeah <laughs> And the hardest part about about that situation was that when I walked away from all of that with her, the podcast and our friendship and even like, you know, everything else, our businesses, like I was just like, where do I go from here? What do I do for a long time? It was Muffin Lev doing everything together. Like I didn't do anything without her. I didn't think that I could do anything without her. You know, and that was like for a while I did not I was not gonna go ahead and record the evolution of freedom at all. And um I was just like, you know what, Salita, you are OG motherfucking Muffy Johnson. You better get off your ass because that bitch did not create you. You created her, and you better go out there and do what the fuck you gotta do. And I did that. Boom. And you did it. And it's happened, <laughs> and it's out here everywhere. See, thank you for that. See, thank you. Yo, this has been one of the best interviews I've had in a while, like, especially with the Yish Man Rail. Like, we just, I'm feeling it. Feeling it. We're going other places. So you got me caught up. Don't be working. Um, last question is this. Um, what are some things or the, the main thing that you would like to be left in the legacy time capsule legacy for, of your work? Um, if it's possible, my journals. My mm. journals. I have a... I'm not a, um, when I write, when I write poetry or anything that I write, I can't do it on my phone. I need a pen and piece of paper to write. Like, I, I, I got Oh, you're one of them old school. Yes. Old school. I can't read my <laughs> handwriting, so I need to write it down this phone. Yes. So I have, like, a million and one journals and just full of poems, things, just, like, unfinished poems, just, like, you know, little short things. So, like, I would hope that it's kind of like um, um, how um, we did a, um, the Cleveland Museum of Art did an exhibition of John, uh, John Michelle Basquiat's uh, notebooks. Like, he had a composition notebook, which is, like, draw random shit in there, like, write random poems in there and everything like that, and they displayed it in the museum. And um, I thought it was amazing. I would love for something like that to happen for me, where, like, you know, my notebooks is, like, you know, displayed. Mm. So they go up in the yeah, like in the in the, in the museum yes. of uh, Cleveland <laughs> in the yeah. Cleveland History Museum. We gonna put OG Mus uh, journals in there. All right, yeah. now what's wrong with that? <laughs> we gotta put things out into the universe and give us see you know what you want. You know, yeah, so nothing exactly. wrong with that. We heard it here first, right here, on, on, on all of the tea, right here. So you know, <laughs> what could they? What could the poet OG Muffet Johnson be found online? First and foremost, thank you again for this interview. Before we wrap up. You know, you've been an amazing, amazing, amazing co-host on, 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 on the Homeless Talk Show as well as awesome interview. She's going to be with us here all week long. Thank you guys for tuning in. Tell the people where they can find you online if they want to find you, look you up.
You can find me on Instagram at OG underscore Muffy Johnson. Um, my Facebook is Salita Lee Johnson. And um, you can actually stream my first album, The Black and Red Notebook, and also my sophomore album, The Evolution of Freedom, Volume 1, everywhere. All you have to do is just search, search OG Muffy Johnson. You'll find it in Apple Music, Spotify, um, Google, Title, all that. And I actually just got an email right before this that my album hit 500 plays. So, Come on. What it we just out here. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> Everybody gets a roll on. If you my girl's album, I know yes. I, was, uh, I, I was one of those spins in there. One of those plays in there. I listened to it. Definitely check it out. So, um, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm your boy at Troy Weeks Music on everything. This has been all the tea right here with Verse TV. Please, www.versetv.com. If you want to know more about all the things we do, do a couple different shows. Check us out. Um, and thank you so much again. OG, Mouthy, Justin, in the building. You know, we're going to be on the lookout. We're going to be watching for you. And, um, you know, stay tuned to us and, you know, send some people our way. Awesome. Of course. Absolutely. Thank you awesome. so much. Peace, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been the homos. This has been, sorry, all the tea with Verse TV right here with Troy's Music. Thank you guys so much.